Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Brian Kiley, intro. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Also, all over AllThingsComedy.com, there are uh, 30 or 50 podcasts. If you need a new podcast, if you go to AllThingsComedy.com and look at their selection, the Dork Forest is there, but also a gajillion others, like Mike Olson from last from last episode, and Aaron Foley, and Tom Papa, and Bill Burr, and Al Madrigal. There's just a bunch of them. Ari Shafir, uh, Baron Vaughn. Uh, I could keep going. Let's not. The credits. <laughs> Patrick Brady, going to fix this audio once, and it's a great thing that he does that, and I totally appreciate that. Vilmosh fixes my website, Jackie Cation. He keeps it all updated with the new Conan set. You can watch me. I did Conan a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And you can watch me in a shirt that I got uh, that I borrowed from when I did the Mark Marin TV show. I got to act on the Mark Marin TV show on IFC, and that's going to air in probably six months. But whatever, uh, I got to borrow that that shirt and those pants, and I wore them on the Conan O'Brien show, and then I gave them back. Okay, so that is all on JackieCation.com. DorkForest.com, of course, and Jackie Cation both have a donation button. JackieCation.com has the Amazon banner that you can order from Amazon, and I get a little kickback. doesn't cost you extra. I appreciate that. You can order Ranger of the Dork Forest and Dork Forest-related items, plus all my CDs and DVDs. Got a new, my, my current new album, Top 10 Comedy Albums Specials of the Year on Vulture.com. This will make an excellent horcrux is available via CD or DVD on JackieCation.com on the merch page, where you can also get T-shirts and hoodies. I have one of every size of hooded, zip-hooded sweatshirt in stock for some reason, so it wouldn't be a pre-order if you want to get it. Granted, we're going into spring, but if you want a zip hoodie, you can order it there too. Now, did I do all the credits? I don't think I did. I don't think I mentioned Mike Rickberg composing and singing the intro song. He's going to sing his lyrics to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. And this week's advertising support person is Jenny Bergman, one of the owners of West Side Kids, a toy store in the Upper West Side in New York City. So if you're ever on 84th and Amsterdam and you need a cool toy, go into West Side Kids because it's super fun. It's a great toy store. Now, what else should I talk about? Stand-up comedy. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in LA for a couple of weeks. It's been great. Last weekend we went and visited my dad. This weekend we're going to go visit Andy's mom's. But other than that, I'm just doing sets around stand-up, stand-up wise. I think I'm in Indio on March 18th, which is tomorrow, uh, 2015 with, um, Denny Johnston, Indio doing a stand-up show. Indio being near Palm Springs. How weird is that? Well, this is, uh, getting long. Anyway. Uh, and then I'm doing a show with Andy Kindler at Meltdown on the 20th. All right. This has been the longest intro ever. Let's get into the show. It's a great one. Brian Kyle, you guys. Bye. See you soon.
Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Brian Kiley. We've been trying to make this happen. Welcome to the program, Brian Kiley. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the program. That's kind of very professional, isn't it? It is. I find myself saying it in the last couple of years. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? But whatever. <laughs> no, sounds good. It's a real thing. Seems very natural. Yes. Now, Brian Kiley, you are at Kylie Noodles mm-hmm. on the Twitter. On Twitter, yes. Instagram too, or? Uh, th- you know what? I theoretically am on Instagram, but I don't know if I've ever actually, I think I might have Instagram once. Fair enough. And but- then BrianKiley.com, K-I-L-E-Y. Is that Irish? I'm afraid it is. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying Brian- it. Brian yes. Kiley? That it- might sound a little Irish. <laughs> so you stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I choose to eat a dried apricot right before. Those are so tasty, though. That's a beautiful I love moment. Them. And uh, so Brian Kiley <laughs> does stand-up comedy. You write for Conan. Mm-hmm. You are the father of a uh, a young, hopeful family. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I've got two teenagers. So there you go. So I'm. You can imagine what I've been through. Exactly. And then in your copious amounts of free time, you've written a fiction novel. <laughs> I did. You're my hero. I want to grow up and be. You. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Brian Kelly. The Astounding Misadventures of Rory Collins is a fiction novel. It is indeed. It's um. What would you? Is this contemporary? Uh, I would. It takes place in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. In a lifetime of everyone, but your children. Yes. And um, and so when I so we'll talk more about all that stuff later. But people should check out all of your various tasks and things that you do. You heard it dork out briefly (laughs) about uh, presidential biographies. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So. You you like to read nonfiction presidential biographies. I do, I do. I I mean, I do read like like I just finished that Woodrow Wilson one, that A. Scott Berg, which is like seven hundred fifty pages, and right. and it, you have to slug it out with them. These yeah. this, these are a long. Do you know what I mean? Like it's I felt like, I felt like I had had a stroke by the end, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that my wife. Well, except that my wife wouldn't come in and do do all my work for Aww. me. But you get the idea. You do. Um, but so after all, after I. Slug through one of those, then I'll read a quick novel to cleanse the palate. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need a sorbet of some sort. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I do tend tend to do. Because it's, it's, you don't read them linear, right? I mean, they, they, they don't come out in order. Like, hey, George Washington's, you know. Oh, no. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not doing like George Washington and John Adams and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't do that. Yeah, that's probably for the best because there's better ones and worse ones, right? Yes. Well, that's the thing is my, it's funny because my wife just told me about her friend who's reading a biography of each president and she's up to McKinley. Okay. And I don't know that I want to read a, 500 page book about Millard Fillmore. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Unless yes. you have some new insight into Millard yeah, Fillmore. Yeah. I mean, I would rather read several books about Teddy Roosevelt than okay. a giant book about Millard Fillmore <laughs> or Zachary Taylor or something. Right, you know what right. I mean? I do know what you mean. So I tend to read my favorite guys over and over. Okay. And, and, and just sort of get a new perspective on them or? Yeah. And also, you know what? As I get older, mm-hmm. I'm in my early 90s. Mm hmm. I find that good. I have to keep, thank you. I have to keep reinforcing my knowledge. Otherwise it goes away. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that the dork forest is, is entirely, uh, an, an exercise in telling me something I already know. It's, it's yes. fantastic. I'm like, I vaguely know that, but it's also the thing of that's right. You know, where you go, <laughs> yeah. you know, where I'm not sure I could have said it coming in, but now that you say it, it's registering in my mind that I've heard that before. Right, I, I, that is that is actual information I have access yes. to. But now here's my um, there's. Do so you have favorite presidents? Right. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 
it doesn't, it's not, sometimes it's not their politics that makes me their, their favorite. Though it often, that's not, that's not true. It's usually their politics that make me their pres- favorite. Though I do like yes. Andrew Jackson and he was a nightmare. Yes. I, I have to say it's, it's actually, it, it's often not their politics. It's more. I, their personality. Yes. I, I have to say. Which sounds like comedy because I hang out with many comics that are not great people, but they're very funny. Yes, I think I prefer the characters. Yeah, because like Harry Truman, I think is great, and I've probably I've read the Giant uh, McCullough one, and I've read a couple others, but mm-hmm. I've only read say maybe three of him. Okay. Now Nixon, bad guy, I've probably read twelve or fifteen biographies of him because I'm more f- like. Harry Truman is a, just a normal guy, like a okay. real American salt of the earth guy. Right. Where Who Nixon happened to become president. Yes. That's so weird. It's true. And it's, it's a guy who didn't even go to college. Really? Yes. And, and his middle name is just S. Harry S. Truman? His middle name is the letter S. It doesn't stand for anything. Did he do that? No. His, his parents, parents, yes. Oh, and, and I believe there's weird. no period. It's just S. That's weird. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. But he's his like I love the guy, but I'm more interested in some of the offbeat personalities. Be- okay, because when you read stuff over and over, like there are certain people you go, well, who would do that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like Lyndon Johnson is like that. Okay. And Richard Nixon is like that. And it's to me, it's it's almost like if you watch the show The Office. Okay. Jim mm-hmm. is a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Dwight is like what? Do you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. Michael Scott is like, what? So I'm more interested, and they're not as good a guy right. as Jim. Yep. But I'm more interested in those. It's sort of, I enjoy reading the fact that they're real life characters <laughs> like that. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. That, that wasn't just somebody wrote that character. That is yes. a person that's that a walked real among us. Yes. Who had became, access to. Became the leader of the free world. <laughs> right. This insane person. <laughs> Had the button. So, yes. how, so you've read a dozen Nixon books. Yeah. And you've read how many LBJ books? Well, I've probably read about eight or nine LBJ, although they're, but they're giant tomes. They're huge. Yeah. Yes. I, I accidentally got sucked into a New Yorker excerpt of one of LBJ's, um, biographies. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it. I was like, well, this is fascinating. Is this Carol? I don't know. Oh, okay. But, uh, it was probably 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it was probably written in the, in the, in the nineties or maybe even the sure, late eighties. Sure. And it was a 35 page New Yorker print <laughs> yes. excerpt in, and so I was furious by the end of it. I was like, I wanted to know this and I'm happy that I know this, but I didn't want to read that. Yes. Cause it's super <laughs> dense. Yes. Yes. And, but they are fascinating. Like what makes an LBJ guy become president? Do you remember? Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, I think what's yes. I, I mean, he's a guy. I think some of it, it just stems from like a deep seated insecurity, and you know his with him with him right. And I think his his dad was like a failed politician. Okay, and became you know I think he ran he was like in the state legislature for a couple of terms. Okay, but his business failed, and he was kicked out of, you know, the, the house there or whatever. Okay. The state, you know, the, and. Not his, not his family's home. You're talking the, the state legislature. The state legislature. Okay. And he was kind of a failure. And LBJ was very close to his mother. And I think that being that sort of a, you know, not the kid with the nice stuff. And, you know, he took a trip to Washington, D.C. with his friends 
and he had his, he wore the same clothes every day and he had his little suitcase and, and they were like, why doesn't he change his clothes ever or whatever? Right. The suitcase blew up in one day and he just had a hat inside, inside Oof. the suitcase. Oof. That was it. That was it. That was it. He was he, a poor guy. And then when he became, you know, he, he went to San Mo- Marcos, Marcos Teachers College. Okay. And. Is that in Texas? Mm-hmm. Okay. And became a teacher and he taught very poor, mostly Mexican kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexican American kids, you know. You know, immigrant kids. Immigrant kids. Yeah. And when they would act up and he was, you know, 22 or something, he'd be yeah. like, what are you doing? You're, don't they, don't you know your teacher's going to be the president of the United States someday? He literally said that. Yes. He would say that to his students. Oh, that is some gutsy stuff yes. right there. And yes. yet it's the Jim Carrey writing himself a, a check for a million dollars. Yes, it is that. And it's funny though. What about the, all the people, all the Jim, you know, the Joe Schmo that wrote himself a million dollars. That didn't, didn't make it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because that could, those guys exist as well. You know, we joke about that with Conan because, you know, Conan went to Harvard. Yeah. And he would get drunk with these super brilliant, ambitious guys. Right. And he said to us one day that when he was in college, seven different guys said to him, you know, I'm going to be president someday. Sometimes they were drunk, <laughs> but that was it. You know what I mean? And we always right. laughed that only four of them made it. You know? <laughs> yeah, those other three guys, total losers. Total losers. Dude, Became the, secretary of state. That's as far as I got. That's as far as I got. One guy's like a CEO of a bank. What's that, what's that going to do for him? And he's the puppet behind He's the puppet master. Yeah. So he, he was this incredibly ambitious guy. Yeah. And when he became a congressman, he met FDR. Okay. And FDR said, oh, this guy's going to be president someday. Oh so, my God. So whatever that thing that FDR had that. That it, made him say, I'm yes, going to be president yes, one day. Yes. He goes, oh, he's I got see. that, that's computer chip that I have. He's got that too. Oh, weird. Yes. That is. Okay. The, that's the spookiest story in the world. Oh, thank you. So he, so FDR even recognized that in LBJ, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Holy smokes. Because I saw the the Ken Burns thing, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to see all of it because um, because you have a life and you have to right. Walk it was and earn a uh, living. I think so sixteen hours. Yes, of, yes. I think it was eight episodes or ten hours. Yeah. ten episodes. And I'm actually sad that I missed some of it, just because. But FDR did say that he was going to be president. Yes. Out loud to people that he worked with in a shitty day job, and you're like, I would. I don't know. I don't have right. Well, I I don't. I don't have that chutzpah or whatever. Right. I also, I don't have that. Uh, I mean, some of it is a brashness or something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I actually met a young comic a couple of years ago who introduced himself to me and said, "I have ambitions of being a late night talk show host." Okay. And I thought, good for you. Good I luck. hope. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Whereas, you know. We all have our, as comics, it's like we got into this hoping, oh, I hope this happens. I hope somebody the, cares one yes, day and yes, makes me exactly. a giant bar But I don't, I have never said that. And, and, and also. And who is that young man, a, a talk show host at this no, time? No, 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 no. Okay. So right. he could be one of the, I mean, who knows? Maybe. He, it could be coming. It could it be could coming. Be, yep. Or it could be another one of those guys that wrote themselves the million dollar check that. That doesn't cash. Yeah. And I don't know. You wonder about somebody with that kind of ambition, like you want to be president. Like LBG's dad wants to be president mm-hmm. or wants to be in politics and isn't successful. He's the guy that wrote the check and doesn't catch yes, it. Does yes. that burn? I think that burn, and I think that 
inspires I, the next. I think that does. I think huh. that sort of humiliation. His father. I think his father's humiliation. I think he never got over that. I would say. Right. What is the? What is like the equivalent of of him him growing up? I went to some. I think I must have done a show in in a in a town that he taught or something because there was an LBJ museum mm-hmm. that I went to, and it was there was just there were pictures of him on on those stands, sure, know, sure, sure, shouting to the peoples, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> but he when did he start running for office? I mean, well, he it's he uh, that's he was he was a young guy, and he you know what's interesting was. When he, when he became a congressman, he said, when the war starts, when, cause World War II was already brewing, and if, when, right. if we got in the war, yeah. that he was gonna join up. So the war started, and he didn't join up right away. People were like, hey, remember? He said, <laughs> so he kind of was like, huh. So he went, <laughs> and he went as an advisor or something. Ah. And he went there, and he went on one mission. We got on the plane. Yeah. And he went and they were in combat and they were shot sure. at and whatever. But he, and he's just standing there. He doesn't know how to do anything. He's not, he's not he's operating. He's an advisor. The, he's an advisor. He's not flying the plane. He's not he the tail the gunner. Force, I think he, I think he was ended up just being like a government consultant or something. Right, right. But what was interesting was he talked about that in his speeches from then on about, well, you know, when I was in the war and so on and people are like, well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But he also did this wow. thing of, that's not even the worst part. He would do this thing of, he would, you know, touring, he'd go to this thing, to this event and speak and then he, you know, drive. It's almost like doing gigs. You drive into the next gig, you know, right. whatever. He would have somebody introduce him. He always, almost always made sure the person was a war hero. Oh, right. Preferably missing limbs. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. That because can... he wanted that connection of, he wanted that guy up there with the missing arm, the missing yeah. legs, whatever, and be like, we are brothers, like we were brothers in our right, kind of right, because we 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 both saw the same action. Yes, me and that guy. You, me and that guy. And then so, when someone else, when someone with all that'll li- make you like him less. <laughs> yes, and, uh, when someone with all his limbs introduced him, he was furious. He's like, oh. I told you to have that guy with the whipper. <laughs> you know? We couldn't get that guy's foot knocked off. <laughs> yes, and, uh, I mean he's it was so shameless. Yeah, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we were like. That's what I love about LBJ. It's like, well, who would do that? Do you know right. what I mean? But he would call him and go, make sure that guy with the missing leg. Without, without even blushing. Without even blushing. That's, it's yeah. like, it's what I saw in that Ken Burns documentary about Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. That guy was a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. That guy, I mean, we're lucky he had like a noblesse oblige kind of, like, sure. like a, a, an empathetic heart for the little guy. That's true. Because he wanted to be God. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I think that there's some of that, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't read any of these, the, the, the biographies, but that when Ken Burns said that he was walking among the dead at San Juan Hill and he says to his buddy, this is so much more fun than hunting. It just made yeah. you want to go, Hey, crazy man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Right. Inside your head voice. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yes. Well, well, also I do think when his, when his son was actually killed in World War One. Right. That it was like, Oh shit. People are killed. This isn't the game here or whatever. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, and yeah. They, and there were pictures of that. <laughs> yes. Of, of his, of his son because his, his plane got shot down and they were playing that. And then, and then his other sons went into World War II. Right. And, right. And one was there, killed. One was actually on D, killed shortly after D-Day. Yeah. He was involved in D-Day. Wow. His, his other son, one of his sons. But 
And also, my favorite Teddy Roosevelt story is, so after he's president, they, he goes on this trip to the Amazon. They're going to explore this part, part of the Amazon River okay. that had never been explored. Like, okay. really in the jungle or whatever. And while he's and there- it's 1920? Uh, no. Up, oh, it's before the war. It's before the war. So it's got to be 1910 or something, 1911. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Probably 1913 or something. Okay. He gets malaria. And he, in the middle of the jungle. Wow. And he's with one of his sons and just a couple other people. He's like, go on without me. Whatever. It's like, no. What? <laughs> he's like, uh, I'll sleep it out. Yeah. I'll catch up with you yeah. guys. Yeah. You know what? Uh, look, I'll just die here. You guys go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You guys keep, yeah. I'm the keep most famous fun. person in the world. You just leave me here. Right. To, no, no one will rot. ever, no one will ever. <laughs> they won't mind. They won't mind. No one will ever judge you for <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> Their self-absorption yes. themselves have to, at the very least, be thinking, oh my God, <laughs> yes. that story gets out. Yes. It's worse than and the honor like, party. They're like, no, no, I'm no, sorry. <laughs> we're not leaving. We, we you. really can't actually do that, <laughs> but thanks. Right. And the one guy's like, dad. Uh, you're my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to let you die alone in the middle of yes. the Amazon. If they came out, where's the president? <clears throat> well, he died. We just we lost him. Back. <laughs> yeah. Here's his dog text. <laughs> so that, you know, this is where, where my family is like, gets annoyed. Like they're puzzled by me because like my daughter loves certain sitcoms and I'll watch them with her. Sure. And I never laugh. I, even though I think th- certain things are funny. <laughs> You know, I just, I haven't laughed since like 1968. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So we'll watch something and I know, and I never laugh and she's like, you're not laughing. And it's like, no, no, it's good. No, it's good, honey. I love yes. it. But I will, I will be reading a history book and laugh out loud. Right. Because I'll see something like that where it's like, wait, you can't leave them. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing. That does crack That you cracks up. me up. It's I, I was reading dark. What, yes. I was reading one. It was actually a, a Ben Franklin biography, but they were talking about the Montgolfier brothers. Nope. Who invented the, uh, hot air balloons. Okay. These two brothers. French dudes. French dudes. Like 1770s. Okay. They invent the hot air balloon. Oh, wow. So first, they don't want to send somebody up in it or, or whatever. So right. first they just send up like an empty balloon. Like oh, a balloon okay. with a basket, but nothing or whatever. Oh, they're like, okay. Yeah. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah. So it drifts off and it goes probably about 30 miles away or whatever. Okay. But eventually it runs out of air and it, and it, Flossing. Villagers, 30 miles away, see this thing, freak out, they chase it, and when it finally lands, they beat it with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> they this, beat it to death. Yes. Excellent. This empty hot air balloon. That's the kind of thing... I'm reading that. I'm doubled over. <laughs> That's where the comedy lies for you. Yes. You're yes. just like historical people being freaked out yes. by something new. Somebody saying funny lines in a sitcom. Not as much. Not, not really interesting. You, you can sit back and go, oh, that's a good line. Yes. Yes. Absolutely I can. Yes. I saw a comic, uh, a, uh, uh, comic strip, like comic, like just a, mm-hmm. you know, a one-off, <laughs> like the family circus. Sure. No, not except for a horrible example. <laughs> but something good. But something good. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a, it was a Sega Genesis talking to a Nintendo <laughs> machine and then there was an Atari machine and the Nintendo, and the Nintendo scene says, you remember when we were the the number one uh places in sure. uh, uh, game game consoles in the world and the Sega goes, "Yep." And the Atari goes, "I have no memory." 
See, <laughs> nice. that's funny. Very that's clever. a great line. Very clever. Yes, <laughs> like, great See? joke. And that yep. made you laugh against your will. And, because I expect nothing from yes. a comic. Yes, I that's true. Almost, which is, which is another thing that'll make me laugh. Where I'm like, oh, well, I didn't expect that to be funny at all. Yes, which just happened. That's true, and, and that, and that's that that element of surprise which you get in a history book because they're just. Right, history. right, because yeah. and how uh, is there a good Ben Franklin? Because I, I kind of love the idea of Ben Franklin because he seems like just an old lech. Uh, well, that, that stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, I, this Walter Isaacson has a good one about yeah, him. About yeah. him, mm-hmm. and it's it's all consensual, right? As far as as far as the biographist, <laughs> yes, maybe yes. some emotional blackmail. But no, it's but consensual. Whole, but he, but he has uh, an illegitimate kid, for example. Right, right, yeah. sure, mistresses and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So yeah. that stuff's good. Absolutely. Is, is there a good one for Jefferson? Have you read a Jefferson one? You know, it's funny. I read this one by this woman, Fawn Brody, and this, I must have read this 25 years ago or something. And it was talking about him fathering children with his slaves and being, right. with so I just, whatever. So about, you're like, okay, there's the facts. Yeah. So then of when it came out a few years ago, they go, Oh, huge turns, reveal, huge reveal. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Didn't everyone know this? This woman had this this book twenty years ago, which right. I didn't realize was I didn't know it was controversial. I just thought it was Oh, it's like no no, people were assholes. Yes. I don't think you Yes, yeah. and I just took I took her at her word and it turned out she was right. But I guess it wasn't until maybe ten years ago or less that they did these DNA tests and were like, Oh, oh. The, of the descendants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she had said, oh, these are the facts. Yes. But everyone was like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, it's which Thomas I didn't Jefferson. know people were saying that. But it yeah, turns I out, didn't. Yeah. Well, and plus the weird thing about reading those obscure history books is that you have access to information that no one else. Right. Unless Ken Burns does a, an article, about, you know, does a television sure. show about it, people, are, it's not going to go mass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What about, uh, what about, um, Andrew Jackson? Did you have you read any Andrew Jackson? Yes, there's one by, I think it's Brantz, H.W. Brantz, something like that. Okay. Uh, he's pretty great. Yeah, he's yes. just a, he's just a mess. Yes. Of a guy. Yes. And it seems like a little, look, a psycho guy, absolutely. Right, right. You know, like a guy, guy wound too tight. And it, it is interesting. It's one thing is about interesting I found about history is that history actually changes and people think it doesn't change, but, but it does change because the way you look at things change. Do you know what I mean? Well, um, uh, Alexander the Great. Okay. This great conqueror. Yeah. He takes his guys, they invade other countries, take over these other countries. He's great. Yeah. So, and he is revered for it. Right. Yeah. So after Hitler comes around, People start going, oh, hey, maybe these guys that go around conquering these other countries, maybe they're great. Maybe they aren't great. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So Alexander the Great, he hasn't changed in a couple thousand years. Right. However, Our as we look back and we go, well, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe that's not that good a thing. Right. You know? Well, so, uh, someone was explaining to me, I think it was Andy, he said, you know, that the ISIS guys are very much old school conquerors. Because they come into town and they set up schools and governments and they, they, but they, they want to take over, you know, they want to rule, but they are Genghis Khan. Hmm. And they're like, no, no, you're, we're, we're your rulers now and we're right. going to cut off your heads and, and right. you're going to keep Absolutely. it together. Yeah. And it's, it's horrible because we don't do it that way anymore. Yes. That's not how we conquer now. I mean, there are it's McDonald's. S- and- absolutely. And there are some better conquerors than others. I mean, I do think Alexander the Great, in fairness to him, Let's be fair to Alexander the Great. Right. I mean, at least they're actually bringing culture and literacy and <laughs> do you know what right. I mean? No, they, yeah. they, 
the people actually, not the victims. Right. <laughs> not, not the ones who died. Not in the, the ones course who died. But the ones who the didn't. The following generation. The following generation, it may be a better life. Right. Than, it's the advancement of humanity kind of thing. Well, that's the, I mean, I guess that's I'm, the it's a slip, it's, that's the argument. It's a slippery yeah. slope because then you could say, oh, so it was okay to kill the Indians or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Right. But. Well, that was the argument, wasn't it? It was yes. like, we're, we're going to, yes. we're going to show the Indians uh, Absolutely. the alphabet I don't think and it's going to be amazing. Yes. And I don't think ISIS is making it better for anybody. No. Do you no, know no. what I mean? Because everybody has cable already. <laughs> and they don't, we don't need to. Yes. Well, yeah. You know what? We're good. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, but I do think. I do not support ISIS. Uh, just well, uh, let me say that out loud for the Rangers of the Dwarf well, Forest. All I'm saying about Andrew Jackson was in the old biographies and not even that long ago, Someone being a great Indian fighter. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in the 60s, mostly the 70s, but right. a little bit in the 60s, some of them in the 60s. There was some leftover books that you would find in the library and we yeah. talk about some of these guys, you know. The great Indian the fighters. The great Indian fighters. And then I think they were like, well, let's get these books out of here. <laughs> Do you right. know what I mean? Right. As it's- the 60s, like the late 60s and early 70s came around, people were like, well, wait a minute. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, I think I had those, um, it was different. It wasn't, they, they were like, there was like, I read all the Louis L'Amour novels mm-hmm. in junior high. You know, Reagan was a big fan of those. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, sure. That's the only thing Ronald Reagan and I have in common. Uh, well, and the like, entertainment industry. <laughs> and, you, and you nap sometimes. I do nap. Okay, oh, I love a nap. Right. Did he nap? Oh, okay. he's a big napper. Oh, he's a big napper. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the ones that they kind of started getting rid of when I was in third and fourth grade were the, the gunning down of the buffalo. It wasn't sure. the gunning down. It was because all of the ones, the Indian fighter ones, they were half friends with the Indians. And then there'd be a bad guy Indian. And you're like, well, we got to go kill an Indian. And uh, right. so, I mean, that was the Indian fighter ones I read when sure, I was a sure. kid. Um, I think we're about the same age. So it's weird that, but the Buffalo ones where they were like, no, we're going to kill all the Buffalo and, and we're going to do it from a moving train. And look, <laughs> I got 30 of them. Yeah. No, I don't need 30 of them. I'm just going to leave them. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the Indians might. And so <laughs> yes. they were like, yeah, let's get rid of those. So, <laughs> right. It's, yeah. it's, that's the kind of thing where like Andrew Jackson's on the $20 bill. Right. If they were deciding now, Hey, who should we put on the $20 bill? Yeah. I think this day and age, they wouldn't go, Let's kill all the guy. Let's get the guy who killed the Indians. The Trail of Tears guy. Yes. Let's get that guy. Let's get the Trail of Tears guy. He moved the Cherokees all the way. You know, yeah. whatever. Women and children. Yeah, har- Mil- hundred million pe- millions yes. of people died. Yes. not good. Not good. Yeah. So, but so even though it was years after he died, they put him on the twenty dollar bill. History changed, and yeah, I mean he's still there. But I could see eventually the people going. Let's get let's this not, guy here. Yeah, here. Let's get someone without a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> let's go real hair yes. on the bill. Somebody, new rule. If you've been in a duel, <laughs> you can't be on a bill. Yes. Something like that. Right. Didn't, um, have you, I, I, I don't, if you have good anecdotes about Andrew Jackson, I don't want to. Uh, no, no, I don't. Okay. okay. I, let me ask about Reagan then. Have you read Reagan biographies? Uh, I have. I read, well, I read that controversial one and I feel bad about it. Why? <laughs> Why was it controversial? Because this, this guy, Edmund Morris, who is a fantastic historian. Okay. And he gets picked. You know, when they, they pick one guy. Oh, to do be, they? Yes. The like, family does? The family or? does. The president oh, picks one guy and he's going to be his biographer. And they give him, here's all your presidential papers. You get access to all the stuff that nobody else has. It's private letters. Or, oh, interesting. I mean, these days it would be emails, but also, but this prior email, but it's private correspondence. It's 
whatever. It's, it's your diary, possibly. It's whatever. Do you know what I mean? Wow. So but you have to sign like a non-disclosure, obviously. Well, right? or, I mean, you're. Or I, is it just a gentleman's agreement where I, I don't know. I don't know what they reveal, the what legal? they're allowed to reveal, or what yeah. what not. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But that's the they they look at a bunch of historians and go, this guy's and this Edmund Morris had wrote these great uh, Teddy Roosevelt biographies. Okay. So they pick him, and because Reagan thinks he's Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And so he loves this story and so do I. He's great. Yeah. And he's a, and I, and he's a nice man and I don't, anyway, he decided to write it with a fictional narrator. Oh, weird. Yes. So he's, so the, so there's a character in the book who doesn't really exist, but is Reagan's friend. Okay. And he'll be like, you know, I was in college and blah, blah, blah. And I see this strapping young fellow. And I said, who's that? And they said, well, that's Ronald Reagan. And, you know, this right. is when I first met him. You know, so he would tell these things that never happened from the point of view of somebody, a character who didn't, doesn't exist. really exist. Yeah. Yes. And so everyone's waiting. And that was his choice. That, that was, was not his, Reagan's no, choice. No, no, that was his choice. And it was. But once published. But, and, and so people are, well, I can't wait till this Reagan biography comes out because this guy, you know, this great historian wrote this book. Right. And he goes, and here you go. And everyone went, went what <laughs> the fuck, fuck are you doing? Do you know right. what I mean? We look like morons. <laughs> yes. Like egomaniacal. And, and in the, in, in, in the world of historians. Yes. Like it is the battle of Little Big Horror, whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's the, it's the biggest debacle. Oh, in, in the world of biographies? In the world of biographies. Okay, what is the name of that author? It's, uh, it's Edmund Morris. The book is called Dutch. Because Reagan's nickname was Dutch. Okay. It's, which is actually true. Okay. Uh, well, and I'm sure many things were true. Yes. But this, this, this sort of literary choice yes. of Edmund Morris. Absolutely. And you'd be reading it and he'd be talking about Reagan for 20 pages. Right. And there'd be, there'd be like Reagan. Fun facts and anecdotes. It's just, and... yeah, normal biography stuff. You <laughs> right. Know? But then he'd be like, you know, and I said goodbye to Reagan because I had, you know, I was interested in Gloria. She had gams up to, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just pulled me out of the book. <laughs> you pulled me out of the book for this nonsense. Right. This it's... is a nonfiction. Yes. Have you, have you read the Sarah Vowell, uh, Wordy Shipmates? No, I, I read the Presidential Assassins one, which was good. Oh, oh Assassination Vacation. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. excellent. Yeah. But so in the midst of, she'll tell an anecdote and then she'll pull out and tell her own anecdote about hanging out with her nephew. And you're like, well, no, that's you hanging out with your nephew and then you learning about, about history. Yes. So yes. super fun. But Edmund Morris's narrator doesn't exist. Doesn't have a girlfriend named Gloria. Right. No reason to go into it. No reason. And, and you're like, well, we're in this Reagan thing. What are you doing? Do you know what I mean? And, right. it'll pull you up. and it's the kind of thing where he took a big swing. Okay. He took a big swing. He took a big swing. <laughs> and it didn't work out. I, you know, I, I, I hate to bash the guy because he's. Right. Because what else did he write? Did he write other great ones? Yes. He wrote these great t- Teddy Roosevelt Teddy books. Okay. And then he wrote, I guess that's just, I think that's what he's mostly famous for. Okay. Um, and then he kind of went like, his next Teddy Roosevelt book about Teddy's later years, just a normal history book. Do you and know you're what like, I mean? Okay. Well, he learned, like, he won't even discuss this Reagan thing because he was just, he was raked he was over bad, the coals. And he was he, just a bad guy. Yes. And, and everyone, every reviewer was like, what? The and heck? just tore him a new one. Oh my God. So the poor guy. Oh, um, that is hilarious. Yeah. Though. So I, so I did read that, but there's also one by Richard, Richard Reeves writes these books where it's just, the time when they're in office. Okay. Yeah. So it's only, it's, 
it's it's the day one of them being sworn in, right? And day one uh, and the end of we'll and see the you end later. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting because there's there I suppose there's different kinds of, of biographies. Yes, 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 Is absolutely. It, well, because like, early years or yeah, and the Teddy Roosevelt books, the early years are actually more interesting. Yeah. Then when you're getting into the president and it's tariffs and it's you know yeah antitrust legislation. You that just, actually, I'm, I'm a little more interested in that than. Well, there's than, some I mean, things uh, that can. Some of the legalese can just wear you down. Oh, I'm sure. You know, if, and and he's such a you know sickly kid, and yes. and, and he's like, I'm gonna see the world. Yes, and him kind of out on the, uh, you know, going out to Montana, and him and punching you know, a bear in the face. Yes, all like, that Arr. stuff is like, yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, and, that, and he could. Teddy Roosevelt could read would read four pages a minute. Wow. So he was like, someone would come as a guest and go, oh, I got this book for you. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, thanks. And they'd have dinner. And the next morning at breakfast, he'd go, you know, I read that book last night. And, blah, blah. and they'd be like, what? It's a, I gave you a 500 page book right, right. last and night. It's, and in, half the it's in Greek. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, so you, stuff like that, we're like, okay, that's like there's a pretty a reason brilliant that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason that guy's yeah, president. Absolutely. I mean, do you see that pattern? Well, I do think that there's a, it's frustrating because there are some people who are great Americans. Yeah. But they don't like, like Ike was a great American and okay. Herbert Hoover was a great American. They weren't great presidents in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But you can see why they goes like, why was, I, I don't know anything about Herbert Hoover. Why was he a great American? Well, and when he, was he president? He was president <laughs> right before FDR. Okay. Oh, and he got blamed for it. He got blamed for the crash, which wasn't his fault, but he was also, he was at bat. <laughs> yes, he was at bat. And it was also that thing of, he didn't know what to do you know what I mean? He didn't have a plan. He didn't have a plan. And it was like, well, let's just stick to this right. theory of economics. It's like, well, that's not working, mm-hmm. you know. But after World War One, uh, he was put in charge by Wilson of, he had been a successful businessman and he had done, been a six, been a philanthropist and he was in charge of feeding the people in Europe. So you have all these oh, refugees. After the, World War One. After World War One, it's been ravaged or whatever. And he did an amazing job. Feeding these people and taking, you know, he saved oh, wow. millions of lives and whatever. So. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, he, you could see why they go, let's get this guy. You know, he, then yeah. he was a cabinet member for, for Coolidge. And it was like, you know, this was a guy who was a brilliant guy who's done good things and. Right. Whatever. He just, he, he, he just couldn't respond to the Great Depression. And, you know, had he been president manner. from 1920 to 1924, probably would have been pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. But being president from 1928 to 1932, it's like, ooh, you picked a bad time. Right, yeah. right. That's not going to work out for you. And yeah. now what about Ike? Why? Well, Ike, I think, I, I, you know. I just know that he was a general in World War II, right? Yes. He was a, and he was a great general. And I think he was also, like Patton was like this maniac, right? Do you know what I mean? Oh, and right. He was the guy who constantly. Yeah, he was. He was, he, he was the Roosevelt of of generals. Yes, yes, <laughs> and he was like you just picture a football coach, and he's like, ah, you know, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, this guy needs to calm down a little <laughs> bit, you know. And then you had Montgomery, who was the British commander, who was also just a huge egomaniac. And oh blah, wow! Blah. So Ike was actually. Ike was a reasonable person. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he wasn't a, a voice psycho. of reason. He was a voice of reason and he was very diplomatic and he had to deal with the British and their egos and he had to try to deal with the Americans and Patton and, and kind of deal with these difficult personalities. So he was able to talk to the president, manage these difficult personalities right. and also deal with the Russians and whatever. So I think he, he was, I think he was an excellent general. 
Um, he's just really good with, with, with military. Yes. Things. And I think if you and knew him, absolutely. I think he was a, an amiable guy. He was, uh, I think he was, you know, um, very sincere and very sincere. Absolutely. And, and a salt of the earth American type guy. Okay. I think his as, presidency was what? 52 to 50, 52 to 60, 60. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Really, fifty three to sixty one. If you want right. to do it that way, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But you know it's what I mean. Election years. Yeah. Yeah. So he got elected in fifty two, and then it ended after, you know, with JFK. Yeah. But it was one of these things where, like, with segregation, it's coming yeah. up. Yeah. And he's an older guy, so he's yeah. kind of like, "What's the problem? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Why, do, why, 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 do, why do we want these? Yes. And he's, you it's know, been working for a hundred. Absolutely. Years. And people are like, "Hey, you know, we got need to do this," and he's like. He's like, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't want their daughters around these big sweaty Negro boys. Yeah. Like you understand that. No. Yes. I mean, out loud. Yes. I, yes. Out loud. Yes. And yeah. it's like, you just cringe, but it's, it's, it's sort of like if your grandparents are something racist, you kind of, you, you cringe. Right. All, to some extent, all you can do is wait for them to die. Well, but you just go, and, okay, that's, that's the old world way of thinking of it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure we have ways of thinking that People now are going uh, to right, go years right. later. The, like, the, the, the eight-year-olds are like, I don't understand how you can even understand yes. that type of yeah, attitude. We or, might have something opinion. that they go, what did they, they did this? <laughs> you right. know, or whatever it is. Right. I don't the, know what Like any sort of hitting or using the word shut up or yes. stupid. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> any, whatever. There could be a million things. Right. You know I mean? and, and you and I have seen comedy change even yeah. in the last 20 years or whatever. You know, what I mean? I've, you know my, my, my greatest thing that I don't enjoy? The adult sippy cup. Anyway, but uh, I, I, too, even like the coffee sippy cup. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, I, I'm an adult. I'm going to spill it on myself probably because <laughs> I am not a gazelle. But, uh, <laughs> but it just it feels like it's it's the dumbing down of absolutely everything. And I'm like, okay, I get it. We're on the move. Yes, but yes. it does feel like I'm a baby. Yes, yes. So I don't like it. Uh, there are a lot of little things like that that yeah absolutely okay. bother me. Sure. So JFK. Every, I mean, he's. He, He's the the dreamiest of all the dreamy. Ca- <laughs> right. Was there any dream anyone dreamier than him? Well, presidentially, I, I, I wouldn't. Th- I mean, supposedly Franklin Pierce was a handsome fellow. From yes. what I'm told, <laughs> that's that's right. He had that haircut. <laughs> but I think also, you know, here you have JFK, who's this very handsome guy, and then you have power with right. all this power. Do you know what I mean? Right. And the best looking guy in 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 a hundred years. Right. And who, the most powerful, like yeah. even an ugly guy who's He's super getting powerful. Is, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you add that to you, you go, wait, he doesn't even need help. Do you right. Know what that I mean? guy doesn't. Yeah. Yes. It's like you go, wait, Tom Brady. What do you mean? Wait a minute. You're the best quarterback in the world. You don't need to be. Right. You're, you're going to do just fine with the ladies. Oh, you know what right, I mean? right. Yeah. Nobody needs to hand you. Yeah. So tokens. this isn't fair. Right? So, like Ben Roethlisberger, you're okay. He's an ugly guy. Who's that guy? He's the quarterback for the Steelers. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Let's get let's him a date. Give him some skill. Yeah, okay. exactly. Where, where. That's the polite way of putting yeah, it. Yeah. You let's know, get him a date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you go, to, you know, you look at JFK and you're like, holy cow. It's like, right. And he was, he, they, he was killed like pretty quick into his, into his presidency. So he had, he got to have a dream and then, um, yeah, and then I mean, he got to have other people fulfill it. But there's yeah, plenty of biographies there, about him, right? There are, but you know, it's interesting. The, 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 and it's, that's also, it's very hard to find an objective biography of JFK. Oh, really? Yes. It's either somebody who is madly in love with him. Yes. You know, they're a liberal Democrat and they're like, 
And then he came in the room and our hearts were a flutter and we're like, really? <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. Or it's some Republican like, this is a myth and let's tear him down and oh, whatever, okay. you know? And I remember reading one book with like a hatchet job on JFK. Okay. And it was talking about, you know, he did this and he won this primary, you know, he used his money and his charisma and Humphrey didn't have a chance. It's like, his charisma is part of being a leader. Do you know what right. I mean? You shouldn't be criticized. How dare that guy use his charisma? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, so, that's what he has in his purse. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's one of his coins. Absolutely. If, yeah. a, if a comic goes something, oh, that guy's using his charisma. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got stage presence. How dare he? Yeah, he gets you know? to milk the goodwill of the audience. Yes, uh, you but know? it'd be nice if he also writes some jokes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So the, did the guy say that he? Because he, he didn't agree with his politics. Yes. He was like, all he's got, all that guy's got is stage presence. Well, I, yes, I think he. I think that there is. There are those biographies, so the, it's very right. hard to find one that's. It would be nice to find something more even-handed, where yes. you're just like, yes, yes, his his father or grandfather yes. made his money in 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 the. Depression. Didn't he make his money in prohibition or something? Well, he made it prior to that. He actually was clever in that. Well, he did make it with prohibition and he made it in the movies and business and he had different things. But, but a week before the stock market crash, he's like, this, this is acting funny. And he took, <laughs> and he took his money out of it. Oh, really? Yes. And all these other people that were ruined. Yeah. He still had his millions and these other people, everyone got ruined and it was like, whoo, that was close. I pulled my money out. Yeah. So he kind of, Smartly, but wasn't he one of the reasons why it did crash? Then, well, <laughs> by 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 economic <laughs> policy wise, it's like I think it crashed because people took the money out, didn't it? Well, I think eventually, but I think he, I, I you know, I don't think he had, you know, no, I mean, he didn't yeah. do it purposely. Yes, it wasn't yeah. like, you know what? I think I'm going to ruin people. Well, yeah, I don't know that he's was responsible, but I do think him, he was savvy enough to to, to get sense out. that it, there was trouble. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. let's just. Cut our losses yeah. and call it a day. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, um, that's interesting. Do you, um, so there's LBJ. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, oh, that's just, just going to say, I just do think it's very, like you can, you can find a biography of John Adams or Jefferson or Andrew, whatever that's even handed. It's very hard to find one on JFK that somebody doesn't have a, an agenda one way or the other. How about Lincoln? Same. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like some of the, some of the guys that were assassinated, get, well, Lincoln canonized. Yes, and Lincoln, he's he is pretty much the real deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he, like he's a guy that I don't think a hundred years from now people are going to go, oh, you know. Whereas, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Like, There's going to be very little revisionist yes. history of. of I do think a hundred years from now they might go. We might not have Andrew Jackson on the twenty. But I think we'll still have Abe on the five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Like, I don't think that he would be like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, th- the thing about the only bad thing I ever heard about Lincoln, and I don't know if it's true. I haven't read. Um, mm-hmm. I think I read uh, Gore Vidal's oh, okay. Lincoln. <laughs> I think I read that and I read Burr. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but was that uh, Lincoln got a telegram from the army out at, in, in the Pioneer, in the, in, in the, in the front, essentially, right. where... They were having trouble with the, with the Native Americans. And Lincoln supposedly sent a, a telegram that said, I don't have time for this. We're in a civil war. Just kill them. Mm-hmm. And very possible. Hmm. I mean, I think about some of the leaders of, of where, where you, you become president. Like Obama. He said he was going to close Gitmo. Right, right. 
the man is not close getting off. Uh, I'm not happy about it. Uh, and, and then, and then someone was just saying that 15 people that they did release are, are now working for Al Qaeda and ISIS or they're, they're now. And I was like, gee, I wonder why 10 years of torture. Right, right. They, you know, if they weren't terrorists before, if they weren't enemies of the United States previously, they are now. Well, if they would start doing open mics, say once or twice a week, oh my god, that place would close very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, oh, we're using all your napkins. <laughs> uh, so, but the, but uh, it's it's interesting though that because the, the things you promise when yes. before you become president, and the things that you. You I can, think sometimes you get in there and go, oh, I see why this is this way, which I didn't think before. I didn't have the information. Right. I think sometimes is that. And I think sometimes the, the pressure is so overwhelming that they're like, oh, you know what? If I, if I do do this, I'm just going to get hammered from the other, you know, I'll be Right. So I won't be able to do whatever. anything else. Yeah. And yeah, so, I think those are two valid points. It's interesting. I'm not saying that they shouldn't quote, you know what I mean? I right. do think that there, I think sometimes. People get in there, but they don't have enough political capital, so to speak, right. to, to do some of the things they want to do. Like Carter, you know, uh, so, so Carter goes in and he does, he's like the first. Here's a trivia question. Yeah. You. Okay. Why? Well, it's interesting. Carter saw a UFO. Did you know that? I did hear. There are two presidents who saw UFOs. Yeah. And if Carter's one of them, and if you just tell people, oh, Jimmy Carter saw a UFO, people are like, oh, Carter, he's out of his, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. But Reagan also saw a UFO. Well, is, did, did they know. both claim that they were not just unidentified flying objects, but spaceships? Well, they both, it was one of these things like Reagan had this plane and all of a sudden there was this ship UFO. behind, behind yeah. them. And then it changed colors and it, it went off at a speed that was like, it greater did some, than, yeah. And it was like, like they were, it was unexplainable. Oh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and the same thing with Carter, which is, it's so okay. interesting. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, and of course, it's interesting that, you know, nobody, like Ike, Ike didn't see it. Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> so that's true. It's not like Ike wasn't flying around also. <laughs> yeah, So, true. uh, interesting. Yes, I think that was interesting. My favorite Carter story was, so he's running for re-election re- in 1980, and he's giving his, his speech at the Democratic Convention. Do you know yeah. the, do you know the story? No, I don't know the story. So, and you can actually see it on YouTube, because I, I was, I remembered it as a kid, and then I I looked it up on YouTube, and there it, there is. it was. So he's giving a speech, and he's saying the Democratic Party, you know, is, I'm paraphrasing, but it's been a party of great leaders, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the crowd goes crazy, Harry S. Truman, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Baines Johnson, and a man who would have been a great president, Hubert Horatio Hornblower. No. Yes. He accidentally says Hornblower, Hornblower instead of Humphrey. Because there was a movie called Horatio Hornblower. That came out in 1980? No, it came out, it was an old movie with Gregory Peck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because of the books. Yes. So he, it was just a Freudian slip. Right, right. He just, he just, a <laughs> yes. part of a brain. But here, and absolutely, of all moments, here he is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you can see him go, you see him cringe. <laughs> And then you see him oh, go, buddy. Humphrey, but it's, but people are already cheering because they're kind of already yeah. kind of the, you know, the, the, I wish you know. there's, there's always a moment where you just like wish people had more stand up training. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, it was absolutely. And it was one of these things you, you have to go on YouTube and see it. Yeah. It's oh my God. so funny. And my brother and I always wanted to say, we always want him to just pick up his briefcase. 
and just put his papers in it and close it up and just walk off and never <laughs> never be heard from again. Whatever happened to President Carter? Well, well, he stopped running this one night. He made a terrible Freudian slip during Instead his- of saying Daniel Boone, he said Dan Frontier. <laughs> and <laughs> so Oh my god. It's so it's so hilarious. Oh, that's brutal. Yes. Brutal. It's so it's so great. I was I was just working with Brian Regan and he said that uh that Brian Williams mm-hmm. had missed out on a kind of and he suggested he said, didn't anybody else expect at SNL that he would be doing a a thing with weekend update? Just just as a man on the street kind yeah. of Narnia thing? Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, I'm reporting to you from Narnia <laughs> and, uh, or anything, you know, just, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, the greatest, that would have been the perfect yes. response to, I, I have no idea why he would have elaborated his own story, <laughs> except for maybe much like, F, was it, who, who was it, FDR, who'd never do, joined the service and. Oh, oh, talking about LBJ exaggerating. Uh, LBJ, his, that's yes, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah FDR yes. had polio. Yeah. I'll be over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LBJ. Yeah, are there any great, uh, FDR? The biographies of FDR must be a legion, right? Yes, they are. And, uh, I think that I love the Doris Kearns Goodwin one is very, very good. Like, no, her name no keeps coming up. Is she, re- she's great. She's great. How many, has she done like a half a dozen presidents? Or? She did. How long does it take to write a presidential biography? Well, that's a good question because that guy, Robert Caro, who's doing the ones on, on LBJ, like, I, he's finally just become president and he's written, I think, four now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, it is something like rough estimate, twenty three hundred pages uh, of of these four books. Yes, and he just became president. Like it's not even his presidency. Wow, and he has three terms. It's twelve. <laughs> oh no, I'm talking about LBJ for this for this for that uh, the character thing. But it's a too too many initials. My, yes, my I'm sorry. Cried. No, no, I'm sorry. I jumped. I jumped something. Oh, yeah. But so she she yeah she wrote she wrote a great um, FDR one. She had been I guess. She had worked at the White House in the '60s with when LBJ was there. Okay, or, was she like an intern or something? Right. But then she wrote, and her husband was the one who coined the term "the Great Society." He used to write speeches for LBJ. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's yes, and her book was interesting because, like, LBJ would do these things where, you know, there's a White House pool. So he'd be like swimming pool, swimming pool. Okay. So they'd be like having a meeting. Like, oh, let's get on, take a swim. And if, and if the guy didn't skinny dip, he would humiliate him until they, do you know what I mean? L- yes. And LBJ was. Take your pants off. Yes. What? Yes. And LBJ apparently had a huge penis. Oh. Yes. Well, that's why he wanted it. That's him. why he wanted it. And he would call his penis jumbo. So like as a younger man, like he'd be like, you know, a <laughs> These young are guy. not the greatest go, stories. Go, go, yeah. Going to a party and he'd be like, Who's Jumbo gonna fuck tonight? Like he'd say stuff like that. Right. So you're like, whoa. So he, he would skinny dip and make the other, humiliate the other guys until he would also, he would have to go to the bathroom and he would go in the bathroom and he'd be on the toilet and he'd call the guy in to continue the meeting. Oh. And the guy would be like, you're taking a dump here. I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want to be party. Yeah. And he would be in there. Having conduct continuing the meeting, their uh, discussion or whatever. Like he would human. It's a, you and you're reading that stuff. You're like, oh my god, wow. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the president is for. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's it's, four years old. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of yeah. yeah. That's so stuff like that. I'm sort of fascinated by. Yeah. So what makes what makes a a, a person like that, a guy like LBJ or or Nixon, want to do any good at all? 
you know? Well, it's funny. I do. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I think that there, I think some of it is if you grow up that you think you're, you're so insecure, you think that you're right all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm right. I'm, I'm right. So I've got, you know, let's do that. And, and even, even if I cheat to win, it's for a better cause. Because I, because I, I'm the clear. Yes. I I, mean, I should be. It's interesting. Like when LBJ kind of stole the Senate see his his he he cheated and, and they, he? yes stuffed the ballot box did all the stuff because he it, it it happened to him earlier in his career he lost by 87 or he lost by a certain amount of votes where okay. the other guy stuffed the ballot box oh okay so he cheated against this guy coke stevenson now coke stevenson was a very upstanding citizen right which, right segregationalist ah so L, lbj Underhanded, justified. all that. So, so it was that justified of I'm on the side of right. So, and plus this happened to me already. So, yes, it's, it's my turn. Yes, yeah. exactly, Ugh. exactly. And so, I think in his mind it was okay that I cheated. Oh. And there's a famous story. It's, I mean, they would pay. Well, they would pay these Mexicans to go. They came over the border and they would go and vote. Okay, they were immigrants. Like five dollars. Okay. And some of them would vote multiple times and then get, you know, whatever. Right. But he would also do a thing of they needed the names for the voting rolls. They would go to the cemeteries and they would write names off of the tombstones. Wow. And so these dead people are voting. And yep. There's a story of him is with his assistant and the guy's writing down the names mm-hmm. and there's one tombstone that's covered in moss and he can't read it. Yeah. He just walks away. He goes, you get back here. He's got as much right to vote as everyone here in the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story. It's, a great sto- it's probably a apocryphal story, but it's, but, it's, yeah. But yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it as a, it's a, you know, there's, there's things my dad hasn't said that's like, it's like, no, you can tell him I said that. That's a good line. And so, that's hilarious. That's at least in the spirit of LBJ. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what about Ford? Ford was in for a heartbeat. He was in for a heartbeat. My favorite Ford story, and I saw this on the History Channel. Okay. You know, Squeaky From, or Squeaky From A, or whatever, right. was part of the Manson family. Yeah. And she wanted to kill the president to draw attention to the California Redwoods. <laughs> that was her rationale. That is a sentence and a half. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's like, you know, they're... Of course I, I, I don't, she did. Of, I don't want anything to happen to these redwoods, so let me kill the president. Right. Makes perfect sense. That's who controls the redwoods. <laughs> right. Okay. So he's at some event. It's an outdoor thing, and people are gathered to meet the president, and he's shaking hands, and it's just a crowd of people around him, whatever. And she's got this bright red dress on, this red hair, and she's moving closer to him. And he sees her. And so in this interview on, on the History Channel, they're cutting back and forth between Gerald Ford and Squeaky Fromm. And yeah. they're each telling the story of that day. It's, it's, okay. it's unbelievable. So he sees her. He can't help but notice her. Right. And, but she's getting closer and he's shaking hands and she moves up and she's this far away as far as you and I are. Right. I guess people at home can't see that. Right. But so he says, and I look down instead of a hand, I see a gun and she's got a right. gun in his stomach and the secret service agents Start piling start on her. piling on her. So she tells her, she goes, and everybody starts jumping on me and, and grabbing me. And I'm like, Hey, take it easy. 
It's wow. Like, it's like, really? Take that, it easy. Take it easy. You're trying to murder the president. Yes. And somehow, apparently, they're overreacting. They're overreacting. Yes. Right. What is their problem? Exactly. Hey, you're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just grab the gun. Yes. Why? Uh, you know, I, 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 I happened to, this is the days of VHS tapes. Okay. What's that? I know, this is like 20 years ago. And I happened to have it on tape and I watched the VHS. it. The VHS of this history channel thing. Yeah. So my wife and I are dying. It's like, yeah. what are you kidding me? <laughs> so I brought it into work and I showed it and like Conan and Andy, like everyone's on the floor. And like, right there, it's like, like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's so great. I don't know, um, if you can, I don't, I'm, I'm this, so there is footage got, of that. Yeah, there's gotta be a, it's gotta be on YouTube. Maybe. Yes. That would yes. be hilarious. It's so, so those are my things that, that I, that I can't get enough of. Right. And so, are there George W. Bush biographies that you've read or not yet? You know what? I, I haven't read those. I kind of, I like to get some stuff some distance. So I, fair enough. You I know think, what I mean? Yeah. Because then the perspective is kind of yes. better. It's more of a, it's a, it's a, it's a yes. long shot. And some things that seem like a terrible idea sometimes turn out to be a great idea and some things that turn out to be a great idea or a great plan. Do you know what I, I mean? I cannot wait to find out how Bush's <laughs> reaction to 9-11. It's like, not a bad idea. Well, yeah. We will, we, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> but I, yeah. <laughs> it could I, be, could I, be. I don't know of any, I mean, I don't, I don't know of any, I couldn't tell you, name one of a biography. Well, it could be like a Hoover kind of situation too, where he didn't know how to respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, it's kind of larger than all of us. Yes, so. yes, absolutely. And, and FDR did have four years. He had four years to plan and to think of how to respond to this. Yes, to that's the Great true Depression. too. And even FDR was at least, Sort of more thinking on his feet of, well, let's try this and that didn't work. Right, let's try this. I mean, yeah. but he at least sort of had a flexible approach. Right. Where Hoover was kind of like, well, this is, we're just going to wait this out. This is what the economists told me to do. Yeah. And, and we kind of, if you guys will just be patient and it's like, well, we can't be patient because we start. Dying. <laughs> dying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know. you know, that pile of, uh, of presidents at the end of the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's, I get them all mixed up. Yes. You know, there's, it's a bad group. Yeah. It's a bad gr- the, a, yeah. a group of just sort of, they're all in the pockets of the industrialists and. Yes. And also there's a lot of back row. It's like, it's the, it's interesting. It seems like it's, it's a lot of people decide, like the back room guys, the, yeah. the, the machines picking, Are, putting their guy in front. Right. So I think there's going to be corruption. You know, I do think it's, I think it's actually been better when the people have actually. Oh, elected. Elected yeah. the guy. You know yeah. what I mean? As opposed to a few party bosses going, okay, this is going to be our guy and he's going to yeah, take e- care of everybody and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Even if it's. Even if it's just by charisma and haircut, like you're yes. voting for some haircut, and you're like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. And my favorite of the is a McKinley's wife. Yeah, I guess she was an epileptic. Okay, so they would be dinner, whatever, and she would have a seizure, and she would shake and start to drool, whatever. He would remove a his handkerchief, right, and place it over her head, and continue <sighs> talking to whoever he's talking to, and like. But so just to give her her dignity. Yes. And exactly. So <laughs> Or that's yeah, what honey. he thought he was doing. Exactly. <laughs> and you just go wait and a keep minute. What? Yes, and keep conversing with the guy next to him or whatever. And that was something that happened 
fairly frequent, you know, whatever. Sure. sure. My brother has epilepsy. He used to have seizures all the time. And you would just you cover know, we him did, up. And then... We used to stop eating. Uh, <laughs> really? We used to kind of grab him, somebody could get a spoon so and stick it in his mouth. You were actually concerned. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Was, right. It was like, uh, I remember my sister yelling, get a pillow. <laughs> so there was we, some type of empathy. Right, right. Well, huh. it was a reaction right. to an action. Right. It was, it was, it wasn't See, just. that's an interesting approach. Right. We but, didn't just wait for him to bite his tongue yes, off. Yes. And you didn't just cover him up and go, let's not embarrass the family. Right. Could you pass the piece? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That would have been. That, and that, once again, that's the kind of thing when I read that, I'm on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Brian, do you have any anecdotes you didn't get to tell? Because we're at an hour and I want to tell okay, people about you again. Sure. This is let Brian me, Kiley, by the way, at Kylie Noodles. Um, BrianKiley.com. Uh, you know, I've, let me tell you a couple quick Nixon ones. Okay. There's always, you know. Nixon's the best. Nixon is the best. He's so great. <laughs> and this one, he moves into this townhouse in New York. This is after he lost his 60 election. Okay. He moves into this townhouse and Arthur Schlesinger happens to live next door. Who's that? He's one of, uh, JFK's advisors. Okay. Super liberal Democrat guy. Mm-hmm. He next door, he's like, oh, Nixon moved next door to me, whatever. <laughs> so one day, you know, in the old days, people, the young people, there were those people use those reflectors. Do you remember those? They had with to get some sun. Oh, they oh would yeah, wear yeah. Those the, like oh, silver. For tanning. Yes, for tanning, yes. they would use those. So, yeah. So people would sit out in the sun with this like silver cardboard thing. Right to, to get even more. To get even more skin sun. cancer. Yes. I mean skin sun, uh-huh. and it would <laughs> it would be so that was a way people would get a tan or whatever. So he looks so slushy. He looks out his window and there's Nixon in his backyard with one of those. Yep. Wearing. Black suit, white shirt, black tie, shoes. <laughs> it's like only frying his head. Yes, but this is Nixon relaxing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that's the kind of guy that Nixon. It's like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> it's so great. But he full um, suit. Full, so he. Um, so after he's president, this woman came on the Conan show who it had was his assistant. Okay. Later in life, so here he is. One of the things that's interesting, like. He prided himself. He only, he only watched on TV. He didn't watch TV. He only watched he did he only watched sports. Okay. He was a big football fan, and actually, uh, he liked baseball too. He would watch sports, and he would watch the news. Okay. So one time she shows up for work early. He's watching the Dick Van Dyke show. <gasps> so she doesn't know. She's on the hall, and she doesn't know. He's so he's sitting there watching the Dick Van Dyke show, and he's splitting a gut, and right. she's kind of chuckling to himself like. Yeah. Anyway, but also while he was there, while she's there one time, because you know Nixon didn't answer his own phone for years, right? You know, you're the president, you're whatever, you yeah, got yeah. somebody doing this stuff. So the phone rings and he answers it, and he's puzzled, and then he gets up and goes, "Huh, that was strange. Someone was calling for Ed from Taco Bell, and I love that someone has a wrong number. They yeah. call Ed from Taco Bell." And they get Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two weird, weird yeah, stories. So weird. That's crazy. I, that. the, I read when Nixon died. I read in Rolling Stone, Hunter S. Thompson mm-hmm. wrote uh, an essay, mm-hmm. and he said that he one time was golfing, and Nixon was golfing on the same course, and they were like sort of at parties next to each other, and uh, he sees Nixon, and he yells at Nixon, "I hate you." And Nixon yells back, my wife doesn't like you either. <laughs> Which I thought was a great response. That's a great response. line. Yeah. And it's funny, they had actually met before because when when he was covering the campaign, I guess in 72, Andres Thompson right. was, Nixon wanted, do you know the story? Nixon wanted uh-uh. to talk football. Oh, okay. He wanted to talk football with somebody. Yeah. So they asked this pool of reporters, they was like, 
And none of his aides knew anything about football or whatever. Weird. So they asked, they asked, is, is there anybody here who's like a big football fan? Yeah. So Hunter S. Thompson is, I am. They go, okay, we'll let you talk to the president, <laughs> just the two of you. Right. But you can only talk football. You can't ask him about anything else or whatever. So that's the agreement. Wow. So he goes, okay. So they put him in the back of the limo. He's in the back yeah. of the presidential, and Linnaeus is the president at the time. They put him in the back to see the presidential limo. It's him and Nixon, and they just talk football for a half an hour. Right. And it's like, okay, that's, that's it. Wow. And, and Hunter S. Thompson was impressed with Nixon's knowledge. Like, you know, he's, he presidential was presidential play date. Yes. So weird. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I find stories like that fascinating. Those are, the, I mean, yeah. cause they don't, it feels like so un- inhuman, right? Like whatever you hear about Obama <laughs> playing basketball, yeah, with people yeah, yeah. Or you're like, oh, I suppose that takes a lot of a lot of organizing to get him <laughs> to be able to sit down and have a beer and maybe play some basketball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You it's, need several moms involved for that play. Regan's doing this funny joke about how he wouldn't want to be president. He said, "Could you imagine being awakened every day with problems?" <laughs> problems just ch- touching your shoulder hi everything's on fire problems and it's such a great bit that's hilarious it's much longer than that obviously but go see brian Regan. anyway yes. uh brian kiley where are you doing stand-up comedy is uh w- when you're not writing for conan uh well you do stand-up right? i do all I, the time i do i do it you frequently. just did letterman didn't you i oh, did yeah mm-hmm. i just even? it was actually yeah just a couple weeks ago uh oh, that's awesome. i was on uh J- january 30th january 30th you did letterman mm-hmm. that was how, what, how many times now uh, seven. Congratulations. Thanks. And actually they re-ran it last week, which is nice. That is nice. That, oh, you get a little bump? You get a little bump. That's nice. So I'm nice. excited about that. Yeah. So I work at the Hermosa Beach Comedy Magic a lot. And, oh, there you uh, go. Uh, I work, uh, at Flappers and the- You don't do the road because you have kids and you yes. have the, and you have the gig. I, I have a gig, so it's hard. I can, yeah. I can do the road very little. So, right. I, which is fine with me. Which is fine because then you still get to go up and- Yeah, and yeah. I'm actually going to do hilarities in Cleveland in April. Like that, that's the, an excellent choice. Well, um, my get, my son is going to college nearby. Oh, there you go. So there. I'm just going to see him. Fair enough. <laughs> and do the gigs at night, and then I'm going to go do his baseball games during the day. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's at Kylie Noodles, Rangers of the Dork Forest. Uh, follow him on Twitter, for he is dry and hilarious, <laughs> and he is dark and hilarious, <laughs> and I, I enjoy it a fair amount. So BrianKylie.com. Uh, you've been listening to the Dork Forest. Thank you so much for doing the Thanks show. Thanks for having me. Take care out there. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?